seated, puede tomar su lugar y vamos a ir al libro de jueces, capítulo 6. Judges chapter 6 tonight, you may be seated and go in your Bible to this book we have been studying the last few weeks. Are you enjoying this study of the book of Judges? Are you learning something? Hemos estado aprendiendo de este libro, sí o no? Sí, qué bueno. Y seguimos nuestro estudio esta noche. Last time we spoke, we began by talking about the condition of the nation of Israel at the time of Gideon. La semana pasada hablábamos de Gedeón, y, uh, este siervo de Dios que fue juez, uh, usado por Dios. Y uh, no hemos terminado su historia, así que vamos a empezar donde dejamos. We're going to begin where we left off last week. As we discuss the life of God's uh, chosen man, Gideon. And the Bible says in Gideon, uh, pardon, in Judges chapter 6, Jueces capítulo 6, verso 19. We'll begin at verse 19. Then Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and unleavened bread from an ephah of flour. He put the meat in a basket and broth in a pot. He brought them out to him under the oak and presented them. And the angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. And the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread. The fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. Then the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. When Gideon saw that he was the angel of the Lord, he said, Alas, the Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said to him, Peace to you, do not fear, you shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and named it, The Lord is Peace. To this day it is said in Orpha of the Abizrites. Father, we thank you tonight for the presence of the Holy Spirit, without whose presence this gathering would be pointless. But because you are here, we know that we are in the right place and our hearts are poised to receive the word of the Lord. I pray tonight that you would anoint my lips of clay to teach the word of the living God. And I pray that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation that they might hear the word and receive it as seed sown to the fertile soil of their hearts. We ask this in Jesus' name, and the church said amen. And we have been talking about breaking the cycles. Hemos estado hablando de quebrando los ciclos que a veces son perpetuos en nuestra vida, cycles which are often perpetual in our lives. And we have been looking at the people of, the, of Israel in the book of Judges. They go through seven cycles of apostasy. El pueblo del Señor en el libro de jueces pasa por siete ciclos de apostasía. An apostasy is a turning away from God. Una apostasía es una, una, una palabra que es, describe el hecho de voltear o olvidar a Dios. And right now we're in the fourth of those cycles. Estamos ahorita en el cuarto de estos ciclos. And every time the people are in a cycle like this, a, a foreign power comes in and dominates them. Entra un poder ajeno 
a dominar el pueblo del Señor y en este caso el pueblo del Señor es dominado por una nación llamado Median. The people of Israel in this case are, over, are overtaken or oppressed by the nation of Midian. And the scripture says that Midian, that word Midian refers to the, the, the word strife. La palabra median uh, significa contienda, algo, un pleito con, continuo. It is strife, a constant struggle. And, uh, and the, the, the Midianites were consistently striving with Israel. Scripture says that they would come in like locusts and devour the good of the land. Entraban los madianitas como, como langostas y se comían el, lo bueno de la tierra. Se comían todo y empobrecieron a Israel. They impoverished Israel. This went on for seven years. Esto siguió por siete años. And I spoke to you last week about how consistent dealing with pain begins to change your, your mindset and begins to cause you to act in ways that God did not intend. Hablábamos la semana pasada de cómo el dolor puede causar que nuestra mentalidad cambie y comencemos a actuar en formas no como las que Dios diseñó. And we see that in the life of Gideon, Gideon had been so oppressed so long that he was now thinking like a defeated man And he was now uh, thinking the way that the Midianites wanted him to think. Gedeon comienza a pensar así como los Madianitas querían que él pensara. And in the midst of this, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Lo, lo que vemos es que el ángel de Jehová se aparece a Gedeon. Now this is a significant fact. The angel of the Lord in the Old Testament is an a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. We always think of Jesus being born at Bethlehem, right? But when we see the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, we're seeing Jesus prior to his birth at Bethlehem. Cuando vemos el ángel de Jehová en el Antiguo Testamento, tenemos que recordar que estamos viendo a Jesús antes de su encarnación en el vientre de la Virgen María. Antes de su nacimiento en Belén, Jesús aparece varias veces en el Antiguo Testamento. The Son of God appears various times in the Old Testament. You might remember that Jacob strove with God. Remember, he was literally wrestling with the angel of the Lord. Jacob peleó con un ángel. El ángel era el ángel de Jehová. You might also remember that Moses saw uh, the angel of the Lord standing in a burning bush. Moisés vio el ángel de Jehová parado en una zarza ardiendo. He saw the Son of God prior to the incarnation. El vio al Hijo de Dios antes de su encarnación. You'll also recall that when Joshua was standing on the side of the brook of the river Jordan about to go in and fight against Jericho, that he saw a man dressed as a general, and he went up to him and said, Are you with us or are you against us? He was talking to the angel of the Lord. Josué también vio al ángel de Jehová al lado del río Jordán y le dijo, ¿Estás con nosotros o estás en contra de nosotros? And the angel of the Lord said, Neither. I am in the Lord's army. Whose side are you on? Y el ángel de Jehová le dijo, Yo no estoy de tu parte ni del parte de tu enemigo. Yo vengo del ejército de Jehová. Y él estaba ahí viendo, hablando con el ángel de Jehová. He was talking to the angel of the Lord. 
I'll give you one more. There are many in the in the Old Testament. Hay varios, pero le voy a dar uno más. You remember the three Hebrews? They were thrown into the fiery furnace. Dice la escritura en Daniel que tiraron tres hebreos a un horno de fuego porque no se inclinaban a adorar al rey de el imagen el rey de Babilonia. They would not worship the image that the Babylonian king had set up. And when the king came by to check on uh, the furnace to see uh, what had occurred, cuando el rey pasó a ver qué se había hecho de esos, esos jóvenes, he said, didn't we throw three men into the fire? And yet I see a fourth man. And it is the appearance of the Son of God. He was seeing the angel of the Lord. El rey de Babilonia cuando se asomó dijo, no echamos tres al horno y ahora yo veo cuatro y el cuatro, el cuatro se aparece como el hijo de los dioses. Él estaba viendo al ángel de Jehová. He was seeing the angel of the Lord. Now let me just tell you that's all real awesome, but there is something better than and seeing the angel of the Lord. Hay algo mejor que ver al ángel de Jehová. You know what it is? It is to be indwelled by the Lord himself. Es ser habitado por el, el Señor mismo. Somebody ought to get excited about that because we we have a a final revelation of Christ. Usted y yo tenemos una revelación de Cristo ya terminada. Ellos lo miraban en vistazos. They would see him in glimpses. But you and I are indwelled by him. Usted y yo somos habitados por él. Somebody say praise the Lord. If you have Jesus on the inside, you are going to be okay. Si usted tiene a Cristo viviendo en su vida, usted va a estar muy bien. So Gideon is being visited by the angel of the Lord. Now we're going we're gonna to nickname Gideon. We've been nicknaming all these judges. Le hemos dado un sobrenombre a todos esos jueces. Ahora le vamos a dar uno a Gedeon. Last week we called him the comeback man. Today we're going to call him the persevering man. La semana pasada hablábamos de Gedeon como el que regresó desde atrás. Pero ahora lo vamos a ver como uno que persevera. Un hombre perseverante. And I believe... That if you're going to break a cycle in your life, you're going to have to be persevering. Si usted va a quebrantar un ciclo en su vida, usted va a tener que ser persistente, perseverante. You're going to have to have an enduring spirit. Va a tener que tener un espíritu que está dispuesto a perseverar. You know what the scripture says? He that endureth unto the end. Right shall receive the crown of life. This is la escritura que el que perseverare hasta el fin, ese recibirá la corona. Y este es el que será salvo. Another place says, he that endures to the end shall be saved. So God demands of us perseverance. Dios demanda de nosotros perseverancia. And I want to talk about three areas where Gideon had to persevere. Yo voy a hablar de tres áreas donde Gedeón tuvo que perseverar. He had to persevere in places that you and I are going to have to persevere in. And isn't it really encouraging to study the judges because they're just like us. 
When you study the judges or the 12 disciples, you study people just like us. Misfits, underqualified, uh, have, having weaknesses, having all kinds of problems, but yet God uses misfits, doesn't he? Broken people, but God uses broken people. Cuando uh, estudiamos los jueces, nos debemos animar porque estamos estudiando personas como nosotros. Personas quebrantadas, con problemas, con fallas, pero que Dios puede usar y que Dios está usando hasta el día de hoy. So the first thing we're going to look at is that Gideon persevered through unbelief. Uh, uh, he persevered through doubt. Gedeón número uno perseveró al traspasar la duda. He had to get through doubt. He had to persevere through doubt. Sometimes we say, I'm struggling with unbelief. I would rather you struggle with unbelief than be happy with unbelief. Quisiera mejor que usted peleando con la incredulidad que que usted esté relajado con la incredulidad. I'd rather you say, I'm struggling to believe than to be satisfied with unbelief. It's like somebody that's drowning. I would rather see them trying to get out than to just say, well, I'm going to just drown here. Some people say when they come to Christ, they're like, man, now that I come to Christ, it's nothing but struggling. Well, yeah, before you were drowning and you weren't doing anything about it. Now you're, you're, you're doing something about it. It's a struggle sometimes. But perseverance is going to be required. The Bible says that uh, a man brought his demon-possessed son to Jesus. And he said, Lord, I took him to the disciples. The disciples couldn't cast him out. And Jesus asked the man, he said, do you believe? Eh, dice la escritura que le trajeron un niño endemoniado a Jesús. Y cuando le trajeron el niño endemoniado a Jesús, el, el padre del hijo dijo, del niño dijo, yo se lo llevé a tus discípulos, pero no lo pudieron echar fuera. Y Jesús le, le hizo la pregunta al padre del, del niño, ¿tú crees? Y el padre dijo algo muy honesto. The father said something very honest. He said, yes, I believe, but help my unbelief. Dijo, sí creo, pero ayuda mi incredulidad. That's the attitude of a man that is persevering through doubt. Esa es la actitud de un hombre que está perseverando a través de la duda. So it's all right to be honest with God and say, Lord, I believe, but you're going to have to help my unbelief. Señor, yo te creo, pero eso es, está bien decirle, Señor, te creo, pero va a ser, voy a ser honesto. Ayuda mi incredulidad. Ayúdame a creer. Ayúdame a perseverar hacia el fin. Now, this is why he was struggling to believe. Because he had believed all the lies we talked about last week. Él se había creído de todas las mentiras que se le habían dicho las que discutimos la semana pasada. La mentira de que no iba a lograr nada, que siempre iba a estar abajo, que siempre iba a ser uh, un hombre bajo el dedo de su enemigo. He had believed the lie that he would always be underneath, that he would always be a nobody, that he would always be weak. And when the Lord came to him and said, God has chosen you to deliver Israel, he said, that's not possible. I'm the smallest man of the smallest family, of the smallest tribe of all of Israel. So there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this. Doubt was there because he was believing 
what he had been taught by his circumstances. Cuando el ángel de Jehová le dijo, tú vas a liberar a tu, tu, tu nación, él dijo, yo no, no se puede. Yo soy el menor de la familia menor, del tribo menor, así que no se puede. He was the lowest of the lowest of the low. Él era el más bajo de los más bajos de los más bajos. Así se miraba él. That's what he saw. But God said he was a, he was a mighty warrior. Dios lo llamó un grande, uh, un guerrero, un, un ganador. Entonces, él cuando oye eso, when he hears that, he hears something that's contradicting his circumstances. Cuando él oye esto, él oye algo que está contradiciendo sus circunstancias. And this is what you need to do. In order to persevere through doubt, you need to do what Gideon did. Gideon built an altar. ¿Qué hizo Gideon en esta situación? Para perseverar a través de la duda, él dijo, yo voy a edificar un altar. Y dijo al ángel, espérame aquí, voy a ir a traer una ofrenda. He told the angel, wait here, I'm going to go get an offering. Now, I want you to notice that. What's he doing there? He's fighting against his doubt. His doubt tells him, you shouldn't give any kind of offering because this isn't going to happen. This is a lost cause. This is a non-starter. But his faith goes against his doubt and says, wait here, I'm going to go and give God an offering. I'm going to offer an altar to the Lord. Su duda está diciendo, no se puede. Uh, esto es un caso perdido. Ni te atrevas a meterte a esto. Pero su fe le dice, vamos a ofrecer un altar a Jehová. Can I tell you, church, there is great power when you contradict your circumstances with worship. Hay un gran poder cuando usted contradice su circunstancia con adoración. When your finances are this short and you need to go this long and you still bring God an offering, you're contradicting all the laws of nature. Cuando usted tiene finanzas así y su necesidad es así y usted aún le da al Señor una ofrenda, usted está contradiciendo su duda. He was persevering against his doubt. His doubt said not enough. But he said, well, if I don't have enough, I, I can give then. I'll have enough anyway. Ya que no tengo suficiente, le voy a dar al Señor como quiera porque no tengo suficiente. Y él se determina a darle una ofrenda al Señor. He decides to give God an offering and to bring the Lord an altar. The Bible says that, that he uh, brings the, the uh, goat and he brings uh, the flower and, and he lays it upon a rock. Él trae aquella ofrenda y la pone sobre aquí, una piedra y dice la escritura que el ángel de Jehová toma la vara que está en su mano y enciende aquel altar en fuego. The, uh, the angel of the Lord takes the staff that's in his hand and he lights that offering on fire. He receives the offering. Listen now, nothing has changed for Gideon. The circumstances are the same. But something is changing in the spirit. Nada en lo físico ha cambiado para Gedeón. Todavía está en ese estado bajo. Pero algo está cambiando en el espíritu porque él ha dado una ofrenda al Señor. He's given an offering to the Lord. And then the scripture says that when he saw that, that, that um, offering burn up, cuando él vio aquella ofrenda, que se consumió por el fuego, he then 
he then went and built another altar. Luego fue y edificó otro altar. And he called the altar Jehovah Sh uh, Shalom, the Lord my peace. Right there, listen, Gideon had a brand new revelation of one of the names of God. Before this, God had not revealed himself to Israel as Jehovah Shalom. But now, because of Gideon's struggle with his unbelief, he has broken through to a brand new revelation of who God is to Israel. Jamás Dios se había mostrado a Israel como Jehová Shalom, que es Jehová nuestra paz. Pero ahora, cuando Gedeón se, se uh, le da esta ofrenda al Señor, viene una revelación nueva a su vida. Are you listening, church? Sometimes when you have to contradict your circumstances with worship, you're, you're going to break through into a new way of knowing God. Cuando usted adora a Dios en, 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 en contradicción de sus circunstancias, usted va a tener un, un nivel nuevo de entender a Dios. How many of you know that's true? You got to know God better when things were a little rough, didn't you? You didn't get to know him so good when it was nice and peachy, but all of a sudden, uh, things got a little tangy, and you started to get to know God a little bit better. Things got a little sour, and you ended up finding out something about God that you didn't know before, right? A veces, cuando todo va bien, no aprendemos nada, pero cuando algo va mal, entramos a un nivel nuevo. De conocer a Dios. A una profundidad más allá que lo que entendíamos antes. Think about this. God revealed himself to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh. And here's little old Gideon. And now Gideon's going to add a name to the list. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. He does that in the midst of doubt. Él hace esto en el medio de la incredulidad, en medio de la duda. What's he doing? He's persevering past his doubt. Can I just give you some advice? When you're struggling with something, you say, man, I don't know if, if God's going to come through on this. I want you to get to church and sing like you never sang before and worship like you never worshiped before and give like you never gave before. You push through that doubt because it's not greater than God. Are you listening? It's not bigger than God. God is bigger than your circumstance. God is bigger than your doubt. Cuando usted esté pasando una duda, diga, no sé si Dios va a suplir aquí. No sé si Dios me va a sacar de esta. En ese momento es tiempo de empujar esa pared de incredulidad y ir a un nivel más alto con Dios. De meterte más profundo de lo que has entrado antes. Now, Gideon is going to struggle with doubt his whole ministry. All right, the next few scenes, we're going to see him struggling with doubt. But every, every step he takes forward, doubt loses a little bit more hold. Every step he takes forward, unbelief loses a little bit more ground. Cada paso que Gedeon da, el, la duda va perdiendo un poco más de su, de su firmeza sobre él. And, and I just want to tell you this, and I've told you this before. Instead of doubting God, Doubt your doubts, all right? En vez de dudar a Dios, dúdele a sus dudas. The devil tells you, I'm going to kill you. You tell him, I doubt it. He says, you're going to go broke. Tell him, I doubt it. He, tell, he, he says, you're going to fail. You tell him, I doubt it. I believe God. I believe what God is able to do. Dígale al diablo cuando él te dice, te vas a morir. Diga, 
lo dudo. Porque ya me dijiste eso una vez y no me morí. Así que lo dudo, sí. Ah, él te dice, te vas a fracasar. Y lo dudo porque Dios me ha traído hacia aquí. Y Gedeón va a sufrir con la duda. Pero entre más le crea a Dios, más obedece. Él va uh, ganando terreno. And the truth is, you're going to have to obey God from doubt sometimes. Out of a point of unbelief, you're going to have to obey God anyway. A veces se le tiene, usted va a tener que creerle a Dios, aún parado en la duda, parado en ese momento de incertidumbre, in that moment of uncertainty. You're going to have to say, you know what, if God said this, I believe God. Si Dios dijo esto, yo le voy a creer a Dios. Now, number two, he persevered through diminishing resources. Él perseveró a través de recursos que se estaban disminuyendo. He persevered against diminishing resources. Now, let me, uh, I'm, I'm just giving you the cliff's notes of, of Gideon's story because there's a lot here. Hay mucho aquí que pudiéramos decir de Gedeón, pero no tenemos tiempo para ello. Pero vemos que él arma un ejército. He gets an army together. And scripture says that he puts out a call for an army. Él da el llamado, la invitación a, a que se, uh, se uh, junte el, un ejército. And 32,000 men show up. 32,000 varones aparecen. That's a good turnout, wouldn't you say? Ese es un buen resultado. And I'm sure Gideon is thinking, well, maybe I am a mighty man of valor. Quizá dice Gedeón, a lo mejor sí soy un gran héroe. But the Lord calls to Gideon and says, uh, Gideon, how you doing? I'm doing great, Lord. Look at the turnout. He said, well, it's too big. Wait, Lord, there's a little bit static in the frequency here. Let me, uh, let me make sure I tuned in clear. You said it's too what? It's too big. El Señor le dice a Gedeón, ¿cómo estás? Dice, ah, yo estoy bien, a, 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 llegaron 32 mil soldados, dice el Señor, eh, son muchos. Uh, ¿Pero cómo? Que son muchos. Ve y diles que el que esté temblando con miedo que se regrese a la casa. He said, go tell them that whoever is afraid and trembling to go home. Now listen, remember that the Midianites were like locusts. They had so many camels, they were innumerable. So Gideon was outnumbered even with 32,000. But the Lord says, tell them if they're afraid to go home. Diles que si tienen miedo, se van a la casa. The scripture says that 22,000 said, hasta la vista. 22,000 de ellos dijeron, hasta la vista, yo me voy. Y quedaron diez mil hombres. Ten thousand men were left. And Gideon's probably thinking, all right, ten thousand, I could do something with ten thousand. Quizá yo puedo, estaba pensando, yo puedo hacer algo con diez mil. The Lord says, uh, Gideon, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Lord. It's, uh, my, my resources are diminishing, but I, I'm confident that now uh, with 10,000 courageous men, we can do this. Because you remember the last story, 10,000 men destroyed the army of Jabin. But now the Lord says, uh, well, I just want to tell you that there are too many. <laughs> Lord, you must be, you must be joking. 
You're pulling my leg. Son muchos. Pero ya, ya, mandí, ya mandé 22 mil a la casa y ahora nomás me quedan 10 mil y dices que son muchos. Son muchos. Y sus recursos van disminuyendo. Has God ever asked you to do more with less? Come on, somebody. Has he ever asked you to give when you can't afford it? Has he ever asked you to give when you could afford it? The resources are diminishing. A veces Dios nos pide algo que es más que lo que tenemos. Y los recursos están disminuyendo y Dios le dice, son muchos. Lo que tú tienes son muchos. What you have is too much. He says, take them down to the water and have them have, them have a drink. He said, llévalos al agua para que beban. Y cuando estén bebiendo, los que, los que se traigan el agua así a tomar, the ones that, that draw water out to drink, I want you to pull them aside. And the ones that put their, their face down in the water to, to drink, I want you to send them home. And Gideon was thinking, oh, man, I hope these guys know how to drink water. Dice, los que, los que saquen el agua con las manos, esos se quedan aquí. Los que no, los que abajen la cabeza, me los mandas para la casa. And scripture says that when the test was over, he had 300 men left. Cuando, cuando, pasó, cuando pasó el examen, quedaron solamente tres, 300 hombres. And now Gideon is starting to deal with doubt again. Okay, Lord, 32,000, we were outnumbered, but we had a chance. 10,000, we had a, a little chance. 300, no chance. Él está pensando, con estos 300, no nos queda ni una chance. Aquí, aquí acabamos. And he's dealing now with doubt and diminishing resources. Él está batallando ahora con la duda y con los recursos que se van disminuyendo. And the Lord comes to him and says, you are going to now go up against the army. Dice, ahora ve con, esto, con estos 300 y vas, a, vas a, a ir contra este ejército. But if you're afraid, dice el Señor, pero si tienes miedo, ve al ejército de, escondido. Go to the Go to the enemy camp and spy out, and you're going to hear something that's going to encourage you. Vas a oír algo que te va a animar. And the scripture says that Gideon went over to the enemy camp, and he was, he was com committing espionage, right? He was spying out the land. Él está espiando aquel, um, eh, aquel uh, ejército uh, de, de Median. And the scripture says that he overheard the conversation of two Midianites, él escucha la conversación, this is in chapter 7, de dos Madianitas, y uno de ellos dice, mira, anoche tuve un sueño. One of them says, last night I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw a loaf of bread rolling through the hillside. And I saw the loaf of bread 
Dice, yo vi una barra de pan, and this would be like, uh, like a flat bread that the Jews would eat. Este sería un pan uh, delgadito como el que comen los judíos. Very, very lightweight, muy livianito. Y dice, cuando yo vi ese pan que venía uh, como dando vuelta así por, el, por el, el, el campo, de repente le pegó a la tienda donde estábamos quedando. He said, I saw it, it hit a tent. The, the tent of Midian, and the tent fell down flat. Dice, el enemigo, cuando el pan le pegó a la carpa, la carpa se cayó. Y dice, este no puede ser nada menos que Gedeón del ejército de, de Israel. He said, this has got to be, the meaning of the dream has got to be that this is Gideon. Listen, the enemy was dreaming about defeat. El enemigo estaba soñando la derrota. And when Gideon, now notice this, Gideon heard that conversation by the providence of God. At just the right time, the man had a dream. At just the right time, Gideon shows up to spy. And at just the right time, he hears what's in the heart of the enemy. Can I just tell you this? That the enemy is more afraid of us that we should be of him. Let the enemy lose sleep tonight. Come on, somebody. What are you going to be tossing and turning about? What well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Let the enemy lose sleep tonight. Let him wonder about what we're going to do when we wake up. Let him wonder about what God's people are going to do when they're under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Is there a church in here tonight? I'm talking about the fact that you and I are more than the enemy is against us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Que, que el enemigo pierda el sueño a la noche. Que él tenga el sueño que lo, que lo tenga temblando en la mañana. Quiera hacer esa iglesia cuando se despierte. Quiera hacer con la unción que tiene. Quiera hacer con el poder de Dios sobre ellos. El enemigo ya estaba viendo su propia derrota. Pero Gedeón no la podía ver. Gideon couldn't even see what the enemy could see. But he saw that and it encouraged him. Ese sueño que él oyó lo, lo animó, le dio confianza. Y dijo, a lo mejor Jehová sí está conmigo. Hey, maybe God is with me. I didn't even know these people knew my name. Not only do they know my name, but they're afraid of me. Yo ni sabía que mi nombre sabían y resulta que conocen mi nombre y hasta miedo me tienen. Algo hay dentro de nosotros. There's something on the inside of us. We are the, the, the army of the living God. Somos el ejército del Dios vivo. And so whenever you have doubt and you have diminishing resources, you need to persevere past that because God is up to something. Dios está haciendo algo. He's operating in a way you may not be able to understand. Él está operando en una forma que quizá usted no entienda, pero usted tiene que perseverar 
hacia el fin. And then we know the scripture tells us that Gideon took his 300 men at night. The Lord, the Lord, it's, it's interesting. The Lord, uh, it says that Gideon took them out at night because he was afraid. But at least he went. You have to persevere in spite of doubt. And in, in the midst of diminishing returns, you have to persevere when it seems like everything around you is contradicting you, and you do it anyway because God is saying to do it. And Scripture says he took those 300 men, and they, uh, they came against the army of Midian, and the army of Midian, when it, when it heard the noise that the 300 men made, and they saw outside the torches, and they heard the noise and the shout of war, that they began to turn on themselves. And that little barley loaf was Gideon. He was the, the smallest man from the smallest tribe, from the smallest family of the smallest tribe. But you see, all you need is a little bit of wind to catch that barley loaf and take it in the right direction. You see, all you and I need is the wind of God's grace to come and take us where we need to go. Gedeon lleva sus 300 hombres y con ellos devasta aquel ejército. ¿Por qué? Porque él era esa barra de pan que cuando la fue tomada por el viento del Espíritu, la llevó a traer desastre al enemigo. You see, church, that, that barley loaf is actually a loaf that would have been used for Passover. It's a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, the least expected weapon that God would send into the world. Ese pan. Es un pan el cual sería usado para la Pascua y representa a Jesús la arma menos esperada que Dios iba a usar contra el enemigo. Él envía a un a su hijo. He sends his own son to be manna, to be bread for the world. Él envía a su hijo para hacer pan al mundo. Who's afraid of bread, right? ¿Quién le tiene miedo al pan? Pero ese pan vino a traer desastre al reino de las tinieblas. That bread came to bring disaster to the kingdom of God. Are you listening, church? Jesus is the bread of life. Jesús es el pan de vida, and he's the one by whom you and I have obtained victory. Él es el cual, por el cual usted y yo tenemos la victoria. Pero tenemos que dejar que el viento de la gracia de Dios tome nuestra vida. We have to let the wind of God's grace take our life and bring, bring about the result that God intends para traer el resultado que Dios desea para nosotros. Finally, number three, número tres. He persevered against discouragement. Él perseveró en contra de el desánimo. And with discouragement, you can add disappointment. When, you, when you're going to break a cycle, there are going to be moments of discouragement. Cuando usted va a quebrantar un ciclo, va a haber momentos de desánimo. Times when it feels like everything you have done or that God has done has gotten set back. Momentos cuando parece ser que todo lo que Dios hizo se regresó atrás unos pasos. 
And it's in those moments that you need to persevere. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Es en ese momento que usted se tiene que determinar a perseverar. You know how many people quit because of a disappointment? ¿Cuántos han, han, uh, se han rendido por un desánimo? Que alguien, alguien no les saludó, alguien no les dio la bienvenida, o alguien no les dijo lo que querían oír, o alguien los, le, les, uh, les dijo una verdad que no querían oír y se desanimaron y hasta ahí llegaron. Pero ¿cuántos de ustedes, yo sé que todos de nosotros hemos llegado aquí no porque nadie nunca nos desanimó. Hemos llegado aquí a pesar de los desánimos. Everybody in here tonight. We're all here not because we never had discouragements. Anybody here who never had a discouragement? I told you. I know my flock. Yo conozco este rebaño. We've had our discouragement. We're not here because we never had a discouragement. We're here because we got here in spite of discouragement. A pesar del desánimo. In spite of disappointment. I'm not here because I got everything I hoped for. I'm here in spite of not getting some of the things that I hoped for yet. I'm not here because it was easy. I'm here because in spite of it being hard, the Lord has brought us this far. No estamos aquí porque fue fácil, pero eh, eh, a pesar de que no fue fácil. Come on, church. Don't expect a pep rally every time you go through trials. Isaac, Isaac, he's our man. If he can't do it, nobody can. There, there's not always going to be pep rallies. No siempre va a haber alguien al lado diciendo, corre, corre, tú puedes, tú puedes. Listen, Gideon just routed the Midianite army. Gedeon acaba de poner a correr el ejército de, de los Madianitas y mata a dos de los reyes. He kills two of the kings. Two of the kings manage to escape. Dos de los reyes uh, los matan. Dos de ellos continúan corriendo. And if you look at chapter 8, si ve al capítulo 8, los 300 con Gedeón van persiguiendo al enemigo. The 300 men are pursuing with Gideon the, the, this army and they are, they, are, they are destroying every part of the army they can get their hands on and they get to Sukkoth. Llegan a la, a, a la ciudad de Sukkoth y dice Gedeón, listen, listen to what verse 4 says, Then Gideon and the 300 men who were with him came to Jordan and crossed over, what does it say? Weary yet pursuing. You read that? You need to underline that. Some of us say, pursue till weary. That's our motto. Algunos tienen el lema, voy a perseguir hasta que me canse. Dice Jueces 8.4 que persiguieron Estaban cansados, pero persiguiendo. Weary, yet pursuing. Have you ever been weary? 
Have you ever had to pursue while weary? Maybe you're weary right now, yet pursue him. Quizá usted está cansado hoy, pero persiguiendo. Weary, but persistent. Cansado, pero persistente. Persistente, continuando, continuing forward. Tired, weary, suffered setbacks, but I am pursuing. I'm going forward. And and let me tell you, friend, it's the grace of God in your life that will enable that. Es la gracia de Dios en tu vida que puede hacerte que, aunque estés cansado, puedas aún perseguir al enemigo. Hay que poner al lado ese lema que dice, persigo hasta cansado. No, cansado, pero aún persigo. So they get to Sukkot, llegan a la ciudad de Sukkot, de, los, de todos los hombres en Israel, 300 están echando a correr el enemigo. Of all the men in Israel, 300 of them are fighting the enemy. Weary yet pursuing. Haven't got my prayer yet answered, but I'm pursuing. Haven't seen every promise fulfilled in my life, but I'm pursuing. Todavía hay oraciones, estoy orando, cansado, pero persiguiendo. Todavía no viene mi cosecha, pero cansado, pero aún estoy dando. Todavía no es salvo toda mi casa, pero es, aunque estoy cansado, sigo evangelizando. I haven't seen everybody in my, family, in my household saved yet. I'm weary, but I'm still witnessing. I'm weary, but I'm still worshiping. I'm weary, but I'm still giving. I'm weary, but I'm still praying. I'm weary, but I'm still singing. I'm weary, but I'm still telling somebody what God has done in my life. Is there anybody in here tonight that can say, I've been weary, but I know how to worship, and I know how to push through, and I know how to wait on God. I'm weary, but I'm still pursuing. He gets to Sukkot, and he has a simple request. Please, verse 5, give us loaves of bread to the, to the people who are following me, for they are weary. And I am pursuing Zeba and Zalmana, kings of Midian. Llega a Sukkot y dice, danos pan para mil o trescientos para comer. And you know what the, the people in Sukkot said? They said, well, did you win the battle yet? Imagine Gideon's fake Christian smile at that point. <laughs> dicen, dame de comer para el ejército, los 300, y le dicen, todavía ni ganan? They haven't even won yet. How many of you know that would make your blood boil just a little bit? It's only 300 men in this whole country that God would use today. And here we are being used by the Lord. And we are chasing this army all over, uh, all over the place and destroying it. And you are going to come out and tell me that we haven't even won this battle yet. And Gideon said, it's all right. When I come back, I'm going to beat you with a thorn bush. That's what he actually told <laughs> He said, cuando yo vuelva te voy a golpear con un espino, un árbol de espino. And you can check him out. He actually did it. 
How many of you know that would discourage some people? He goes to the next town. They tell him the same thing. They haven't even won yet. Nobody said there was going to be a cheerleading squad at every stop. There's going to be discouragements. There's going to be disappointments. There's going to be setbacks. And you have to decide, I'm going forward. Nadie te prometió que siempre va a haber alguien ahí dándote uh, una mano en la espalda diciendo, ve adelante, estás haciendo un buen trabajo. A veces no hay ninguna voz que te va a dar apoyo. A veces como Gedeón va a haber voces que dicen, todavía ni ganas, todavía no, ni logras lo que quieres. Y, y, y no hicieron nada para ayudarte y no van a hacer nada para ayudarte. Y eso puede ser un desánimo a tu vida. En ese momento tienes que determinarte a seguir adelante. You're going to hear from people who didn't do nothing to help you get as far as you've gotten and they're not going to do anything to help you get any further and you're going to have to just say, you know what, I don't have time to sit here and argue about this. I have to move on. I'm going to be weary, hungry, and yet pursuing. Voy a estar cansado y con hambre, pero voy a seguir persiguiendo. And the scripture says he pursued those kings. El persiguió a esos reyes hasta ganar. Y por medio de Gedeón y esos 300 hombres. Y la persistencia de ellos. En medio de la duda. En medio de, de, de recursos disminuyendo. Y en medio del desánimo. Jehová les dio En las manos, el ejército de Faraón. In the midst of doubt and diminishing resources and mounting discouragements, God gave Midian into the hand of Israel. And the Bible says in chapter 8 that the land of Israel rested for 40 years. Dice la escritura que Israel descansó por 40 años. All right now, are you ready? Put your little vision cap on. Pastor, why do you have to do this every time? Because I want you to look into the distance. Póngase su mano ahí como que está viendo algo lejos. What do you see in 40 years? ¿Qué ve usted en 40 años? I just want to tell you, whatever it is you see, you're going to have to pursue it. And you're going to have to be persistent. You might say, Pastor Isaac, I see my family being debt free. I see my children serving the Lord. I see my grandchildren serving the Lord. I see this church reaching a whole new generation of people. Come on, somebody. I don't know what you see, but I know what I see. It's going to require persistence. 
Quizás usted diga, en 40 años yo veo que mi familia, generaciones están sirviendo al Señor y mis hijos y mis nietos están sirviendo al Señor y que eh, mi casa es un hogar prosperado y bendecido. Quizás usted diga, no, en 40 años yo quizás voy a estar en cielo, pero voy a dejar un legado aquí. Si Cristo no viene, yo veo que viene pro, las promesas de Dios cumplidas para mi familia. Eso se va a llevar persistencia. Va a venir la duda, va a venir... A, a veces la falta de recursos, a veces va a venir el desánimo, pero usted tiene que saber, no importa qué yo confronte, si estoy determinado a dar un paso más, Dios lo va a dar conmigo. Si doy un paso más, Dios lo va a dar conmigo. Dios lo va a dar conmigo. You have to decide. It, it doesn't matter how long it takes, but if I'll just take one step further today, God will give it with me. If I'll just take one more step tomorrow, God will take it with me. If I'll just go forward, move forward, continue on, persevere. He that perseveres unto the end. Nobody said be easy, but he that perseveres unto the end. Nobody said you'd always have a cheer squad, but he that perseveres unto the end shall receive I said shall receive not might receive but shall receive the crown of life el que perseverare hasta el fin recibirá la corona I want you to just if you would stand with me this, this evening vamos a ponernos de pie you can bring the children's classes in I just ask the Lord tonight to help you to endure. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is this season is for you. Dígale al Señor esta noche, Señor, ayúdame a perseverar. Ayúdame a continuar adelante, a tomar paso tras paso. Some of you are thinking, well, I'll go forward as long as so-and-so goes with me. Friend, you've got to make up your mind. I'm going forward. Whether nobody goes with me, though none go with me, yet I will follow. Some of you are thinking, I'll go forward as long as I have my health or I have the money that I want or if I have the resources, but you have to make up your mind. I'm going to go forward in spite of everything. Determínese, aunque nadie vaya conmigo, yo voy a perseverar. Aunque nadie me ayude, yo voy a perseverar. Aunque todos me abandonen, aunque no tenga el recurso que yo quiera, pero yo voy a seguir adelante, voy a perseverar hasta el fin. Come on, start talking to God. Hable con Dios esta noche. Are you facing doubts? Are you facing unbelief? Are your circumstances contradicting the promise of God? Stand on his word. Stand on his word. Quizá usted está peleando con la duda esta noche. Dudando si Dios puede. Dudando si Dios quiere. Hoy le amonesto a entrar a la fe a permanecer parado en la fe. Quizá está confrontando la falta de recursos. Maybe you're going against the lack of resources. You see the lack of time. You see the lack of health. You see the lack of financial resources. You see the lack of, of the things that you need. Trust God through it. Persevere in spite of it.
Maybe you're facing discouragement, disappointed with yourself. You haven't been able to, to do the things that you said you were going to do. You haven't kept your word even to yourself, and you're disappointed. You've been discouraged with, the own, with, your, own, uh, with your own willingness to go forward, discouraged with the things that have been said to you, discouraged by people who haven't helped you get this far, and they're not going to help you get any further, but their voice has been discouraging to you. I challenge you in the name of Jesus, go forward. Pursue. Weary, but pursue. Tired, but pursuing. Father, I pray for an anointing to break out in this place. That a spirit of faith would come and encourage the heart of all of these people. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, they have already come. But grace has brought you safe thus far. It was grace that brought you this far. It's grace that's going to lead you home. I said grace is going to lead you home. Fue la gracia la que te trajo hasta aquí. Fue la gracia la que te trajo hasta este momento. Y será la gracia, será la gracia de Dios la que te ayudará a permanecer Hallelujah.